When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Simon Hill, host of the Global Game, is a matter of seconds away. You heard the sanctions. Keep your texts coming through. Uh, quite a, There's a couple of Melbourne Victory fans happy with the sanctions because there was no points deduction. Uh, I don't want to be the guy that talks about trouble in soccer. I want to be the guy that celebrates it uh, because I think it is a beautiful game and I'd love it when it did prosper and grow in this country to the point that we didn't have any trouble. So, yes, this is a number of bad eggs. A lot of them have been banned and hopefully this will never happen again. Simon Hill's been good enough to join us off the back of that press conference. Simon, firstly, welcome to you. Great to have you on the show again, even though the circumstance not great. But what did you make of the press conference and the sanctions? Welcome. Uh, good to be with you, Dwayne. Look, uh, you know, sanctions, fair enough. Um, I, I think whatever they handed down today, uh, Melbourne Victory were duty-bound to accept them because that was just awful. Um, you know, it's a terrible look for our game. So... Uh, I can understand that some of the victory fans are probably relieved that there isn't a points deduction, although there is the threat of it if, it, if there's a recurrence. Um, the hefty fine will be difficult to swallow, of course, for victory. Um, as we know, no elite clubs are exactly flush with cash, so that'll be a big hole in their pockets. Um, but I, I think overall it's, it's fair enough. And, uh, you know, the sooner we can uh, root these people out and get back to trying to grow the game, the better. So... Should the points have been deducted and not suspended deduction? And should the game be replayed or should Melbourne City have been given the game? Well, you know, on the, on the latter point, um, there is an argument to say that some of the Melbourne City fans didn't exactly behave brilliantly either. So I think a replay of the game starting at the 22-minute mark is, is probably fine. Um, in terms of the points deduction, I actually think it's a good thing that they are suspended. Because if they'd imposed the, uh, the points deduction now, uh, what would be the penalty for any further problems? That, that would have had to have been revisited. So the fact that that points deduction is, is hanging over their heads, and if there is any recurrence, then it will be uh, implemented, I actually think is probably a smart way of doing it, to be honest. So some of the fans that have been banned have already been banned, Simon. So how do you stop the banned supporters <laughs> yeah. from staying out? I mean... You know, go, go figure, Dwayne. How, how did they get in in the first place? But, you know, it's, it's the same with the, with the issue with people bringing flares into the games. And unless we're going to have, uh, you know, full-length body scanners outside turnstiles at sporting venues, you are reliant, I guess, on police spotters or security spotters. I honestly don't know how that works. If, if you're banned from a game, who is there to prevent you from actually getting inside? I, I know they have... You know, the posters up with uh, the faces of people who are banned. But, but who honestly is checking every single face? Um, I, I don't know the answer to that. Maybe they are briefed to, to say, look, you've got to do that. You've got to make sure you keep an eye out for these people. But uh, clearly, whatever system is in place, it's not working well enough because they managed to get through. So, um, you know, that, that's got to be something that's, that's got to be looked at as well. So if you're a fan or you're a family and you want to go along and watch a Melbourne Victory game or a game involving victory 
And you're of the thought that, well, the band fans can never get in a game, into a game again, so it's going to be safe to go back to soccer again. This thought that there could be people at the soccer that are a threat, um, isn't that still a worry for the game? Well, hang on a minute. Let, let's separate that. Now, now, this is always the problem when issues happen, and they happen in other sports as well, by the way. Yeah. It's not a game-wide phenomenon. You know, that this is not happening at A-League grounds every single week. So to say it's unsafe to go to the soccer is not right. Now, there is a problem, or was a problem at Melbourne Victory, that they're obviously trying to resolve. I, I, I must have attended, I don't know, 1,000, 2,000 A-League games, and the amount of trouble I've seen can be counted on the fingers of one hand. Um, th- this, unfortunately, is a stereotype that sticks with us. And the reason why I'm so annoyed and angry with what's happened at, at Victory in the Derby is that it has reopened the door to all these stereotypical prejudices that we have fought so long, in this country in particular, uh, to get rid of. And, you know, I, I read something in the wake of this, and, and this, this just goes to show you how deeply ingrained these prejudices are. Somebody wrote, uh, you know, that if we're not careful, we're going to have to cage them in like they do in the UK. Well, in, in case you've been living on a different planet, football supporters in the UK have not been caged in since the 1980s. So, you know, the, there, is a, there is a myth that uh, perpetuates itself, and unfortunately, incidents like this uh, just reopen the door to, to all those um, stereotypes once again. And it's, it's very, very frustrating. Um, but as a game, it's, you know, it's something that we just have to try and, and eradicate. It's a very small minority. 99% of the people who go and watch Melbourne Victory are great people. They go and support their club. They don't cause any bother. But it's, as ever, the few that ruin it for the vast majority. And we did hear from James Johnson saying that and as you've mentioned, you've been to many soccer games and your point is well made. But James Johnson did mention a few incidents involving victory. So is it more victories issued to solve for the sake of the game? Well, I mean, yes, you can, you can argue that they should have done more. I mean, there were some instances that took place earlier on in the season. I think it was at an A-League women's game that probably should have been stamped upon at the time. It's... You know, it's a fine line, Dwayne, because one of our points of difference as a sport is that our active supporters create a brilliant atmosphere. And that's something, obviously, that, you know, we love, the noise from the terraces. But, you know, 99.9% of people know where that line is. It's the same with any sport. You know, you can be passionate about your team. You can chant. You can jump up and down. You can maybe boo the referee if you think he's got something wrong. But... You know, most people know where that line is. Now, unfortunately, Victory in particular at the moment, they've not been the only club in the past, but at the moment, you know, they've got a problem with a few fans who don't know where that line is, or even if they do, they, they're happy to jump over it. And that's what's caused the issue. So, yes, the Victory have certainly got to try and resolve that at the moment, but I think it's incumbent upon all clubs, all fans of all sports, to, to self-police to a large degree as well. And if you see the potential for trouble, then, you know, we, we, we've got to report it. And, uh, you know, to use the old Aussie phrase, dob people in if you see them misbehaving. Yeah, and we shouldn't be afraid to do that. Hey, Simon, I've got to let you go on a positive note. Uh, give us some games we should be watching over the course of the next week to rekindle our love. <laughs> Blimey. <laughs> um, well, it's MacArthur Central Coast Mariners on Friday, uh, which is a top four clash. I'm doing that one. Uh, so I'm very much looking forward to it. There's actually an A-League women's game 
uh, tomorrow at 5 o'clock between Western United and Sydney FC, which is uh, a top two clash, which could be the, the game of the season in the women's competition. So there's a couple for you. Okay, and Melbourne City still, well, who's your favourite at the moment? Uh, yeah, look, City are um, you know, a, a level above all the other clubs at the moment. They're six points clear. They've got a game in hand. I think it's going to take a very good team to stop them, for the premiership at least. I mean, the finals is obviously a little bit more of a lottery. But, uh, yeah, I think in terms of finishing uh, first on the league ladder, it, it'll be City. I'd be amazed if it wasn't Melbourne City. And who's on your show tonight? So you've got an expansive look at all this on your program, The Global Game, at 9pm tonight. And if you can't catch it live, you can get it on the podcast. Who's on your, who's on your show tonight? Uh, well, we'll be focusing mainly on the football. I mean, we will touch okay. on uh, today's announcement, but uh, we've been through it pretty extensively in the last couple of weeks. So we've got Rado Vidicic on, the uh, interim coach of Melbourne City. So we'll be talking about uh, their potential run to a third consecutive premiership. Uh, and we'll be talking to Jacob Spoonley, who's a former uh, goalkeeper who played for the Wellington Phoenix, about that crazy game on Saturday that saw two red cards, one disallowed goal and two injury time penalties, both of which were missed. See, there is some action on the pitch to get excited about. <laughs> you want to if you want to celebrate the game with Simon and his team, the global game, it's on 9pm tonight or catch a game across this week. Great to have you, Simon. I really appreciate your time. Thanks for joining me. Cheers, Dwayne. All the best. Simon Hill, 9pm uh, tonight or the podcast.